Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A couple of people mentioned it after the game, and you were one of them. You've been talking about getting needed some fire from this team, and you people talked about Henry Blackburn and the way he was last week. There's no doubt. How really important was that to your team through the build-up to that game? I've been trying to prod this team to, to show, have them show me their soul. You know, and, and you can't play this game unless you play it for the love of your teammates. And I just thought we were really selfish. In the preseason, I thought we were a selfish team. I didn't think we really were playing for each other. I think we had a lot of guys that had a lot of different agendas besides CSU football. I really do, and you know, we 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 don't have a lot of those guys on the team anymore. And I think the kids that are here have a genuine care and love for each other, and and it showed. You know, when you watch a football team play, you can tell if they're playing hard for each other, and we definitely did. Friday night, and that was so great to see. And there's no better feeling in this game as when you empty your tank for your teammates. There's no better feeling. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBI Rams podcast, presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Make sure you use the code DNBR when you sign up. We just opened with some audio from Jay Norvell's press conference today. Uh, it's Monday night right now. That was from earlier in the afternoon. Big thank you to CSU Athletics for coordinating the opportunity for me to call into that press conference from Denver. Always appreciate uh, the access that they give me and that they you know, help me out a little bit, just given that it's, uh, it's a little bit tougher of a commute for me coming from Denver than it is for some of those guys that are based up north. But if you follow me, if you're a DNVR member, if you keep up with the DNVR Rams content, we published a couple of articles today. One of the things that I talked about uh, this morning was just that the, uh, the win over Nevada is an encouraging sign for the future of CSU football. It's the type of game that the Rams typically you know, would have lost in the past. And you know, I really just feel like this locker room is coming together. And that's one of the things that I'm going to talk about here. Uh, I'm going to play some more audio from Henry Blackburn. He did not hold back when it comes to roster turnover and, you know, essentially said it's a blessing in disguise, you know, that they're going to get some of these guys out that had one foot in, one foot out. I'll give some thoughts on some of the other things that Norvell told us, and then I'll just kind of wrap up with some final thoughts on that Nevada win before we kind of turn our attention to Utah State and homecoming. Nagy's coming off of a big upset of Air Force. They're a team that's played pretty well over the last month, you know, despite their record is kind of seems like they're coming together here. 
Before we get into everything, the NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. You know, if you would have taken Travis Kelsey to score a million touchdowns today, you would have been in a pretty good spot. If you would have took the over on his receiving yards, you probably would have been in a bad spot. It was a really weird performance. That's what makes these parlays uh, really fun, though, is you can get really quirky, get really creative with the decisions that you make. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on the stepped-up same-game parlay once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, all right, all right. We found out over the weekend that Thomas Penenzio and Jarek Robinson, two more wide receivers, have decided to leave CSU football. Uh, kind of a unique situation with both of them. Penenzio, a veteran, been around, you know, this is his third staff, former walk-on, played a little bit of DB for a while, transitioned over to wide receiver, or I think he started as wide receiver, went to DB, then came back to wide receiver. I actually thought he was pretty effective as a punt returner. I did feel like that was one way they could have got him on the field this year. Jarek is a, is a really good kid, probably too undersized to play at this level, if we're being real. But with those guys leaving, you know, that's quite a few wide receivers. Ty McCullough, Dante Wright, EJ Scott, Moquan Stovall, Penunzio, Jarek Robinson. I mean, they definitely have uh, taken a hit when it comes to the depth in that wide receiver room. Going to be a lot of young guys playing and going to be a lot of reliance on, you know, Torrey Horton, the tight ends. You know, hopefully you can build off the run game. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But while I don't, you know, want to throw shade at any of those players or, you know, be disrespectful to them or their abilities, you know, a lot of those guys, I, I feel like were capable of, of contributing for this football team. And, you know, they were starters in, in some cases. So clearly they were, you know, I, I think the state of the locker room is, is just getting healthier. I think it was probably a, a bit of a unique situation coming in in the first place. You had some guys who were playing with their third staff just kind of burned out to all the change. You know, other guys who are hoping for an opportunity to play. And then you have a bunch of Nevada guys come in. And, you know, so it's it was just going to be a bit of a, a mixed bag in terms of the results with blending, you know, these kind of teams together, essentially. And then all the other players that they added in on top of that, freshmen, you know, transfers from other schools. So, you know, when you factor all that in, I don't think it's shocking that everything didn't go super smoothly right off the bat. Especially when you also consider the the strength of schedule that CSU had to play. I mean, those were four talented teams that, you know, really, I think most years, the best the Rams would have done in that month is two and two. Realistically, probably like one and three most years. But after the rough start, obviously, a lot of guys made the decision to, you know, leave the team, uh, maintain their year of eligibility. Essentially, they'll sit out the rest of the fall. Then you enter the portal in December. Coaches leave all the time, so I'm not going to, you know, rant and ramble about, you know, being anti-transfer or anything like that. I do think the players should have the opportunity to. That said, you know, kind of the, the message I've had this entire time is that I'm not, you know, I'm not going to cry over guys that don't want to be here, that don't want to be a part of the rebuild. 
And, you know, that's essentially what Henry Blackburn said today as well. You know, he's like, everybody has their reasons for leaving, but frankly, I don't care about it. You know, I care about the guys that are here. You know, we want the guys that are a part of this team to want to be in. We don't want anybody with one foot in, one foot out. So I'll play that audio for you. And then I give some more thoughts on that. Coach talks about um, the players that are still here that haven't left and everybody is kind of playing for each other now and coming together. Can you just kind of describe what's going on here? Absolutely. I mean, that's something that we talk about as a team and that I, I, I spoke to the team about. It's, you know, all those guys, they have all their reasons. And honestly, I don't care about any, any of it. You know, I care about the guys who are here and we care about each other. And, and we want to be around the guys who want to be here, who want to be the difference, who want to make the changes around here. We don't want to. We don't. We don't want guys on the team who, who are one foot in, one foot out, who aren't going to give it their all, who are going to have a different agenda. We want. We only want the guys on this team who, who are who are rough, tough guys. And the beautiful thing about football is, it it doesn't build character, it exposes character. And so we saw that when things got hard around here, we saw a lot of guys quit. And I'm honestly glad we got rid of that. Got rid of those type of guys because now we now we get to see who's who's really tough and who's really was really about it and that's something that that i find as a blessing in disguise you know we got we went 0-4 to start the season but we got rid of the guys who who weren't really bought in to begin with because they they have an agenda the whole time but you know that's something that that i'm not even worried about now it's just like we're focused on the guys who are here and the guys who are willing to do the things that are hard to make the changes around here and you know we saw that last week with a win and so we we just want to keep building around this and, and we're, we're sticking together as a group and and just keep keep and just fighting. Really, that's just that's what that's kind of the 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 feeling of the, around here with the guys that are here. It's like we're going to keep fighting. You know, we lost guys, but it's like we're going to keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting, no matter what, and, and just do everything we can to change things around here. And, and that's what that's what we plan on doing. And the culture, you know, I think the culture is in the right direction as a program. Just as offensively, do you feel like there's pressure? to get better quicker, or is it just you have to focus on the process at hand, trust you're going to get to where you want to be? Um, we have to trust. I mean, we can't, you can't just rush anything. Um, we're OP, our young team, kind of. So we just got to trust the process, and we're going to get better. There's no doubt about that. All right, that was Henry Blackburn speaking with the media this afternoon, not holding back at all. And, you know, honestly, I, I completely agree with the sentiment of what he's saying. You know, again, I don't think necessarily that everybody that decided to leave was one foot in, one foot out. You know, some guys just weren't getting playing time. You know, it's there's different scenarios for everyone. And, and Blackburn even alluded to that. But the sentiment is, is, you know, they need guys that are going to be in that locker room that are going to be playing to be fully committed because, you know, that's that's just... That's what you need to get the type of effort and buy-in necessary to compete, you know, when you're not necessarily the most talented team in the conference, which is, you know, the position CSU's at right now, given that they're in a, in a state of rebuild. But I, when you watched how hard that Rams team played against the Wolfpack, I just, I saw a team that was, you know, closer together than what we've seen in, in recent weeks and a team that just didn't roll over they wanted it, man. They they willed themselves to victory. It wasn't the prettiest game in the world, but they made enough plays. You know, there were some tough calls that went against them. You know, Nevada took some of the momentum back when they tied up at 
you know, especially in the Bobo era, I feel like that would have been where the game flips. But CSU, you know, they they find a way to put a drive together in the fourth quarter when they really need to. Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, I'll talk about him a, a little bit more in just a couple of minutes, but it was a long game for him. But, you know, he stepped up and made some big plays when the team needed it. You know, that's it's just what I've talked about, you know, for weeks now and needing those small moments of of progress and just getting those breakthroughs. I, I just think it helps with the buy-in. And I don't know, I, I just feel like that type of win can be very big for a program, especially when you are in a rebuild. I just think it, it allows you to come together. And, you know, I think Nevada talking a lot of shit and throwing some shade probably helped a little bit. You know, Blackburn talked about that. He's like, they made it personal. You know, they're coming at us and our coach publicly talked about, you know, wanting to, to be there for his coach and for his teammates, you know, the guys that used to play at Nevada. He was just like, you know, we felt like we had to to have their back. And I think that's cool. I do. I, I genuinely think we see, we're seeing this locker room come together. And I do think it's going to make a difference in some of these games. I'm not saying all of a sudden the Rams are, are going to rattle off a, a massive winning streak or anything like that. Unfortunately, might be catching Utah State just kind of at a inopportune time they're heating up CSU's quarterback situation a little bit shaky probably going to be playing multiple quarterbacks this weekend but this team is good enough to be competitive you know against the conference it's it's wide open at this point and you know I, I really am not trying to get too carried away or anything like that I get that it was you know offensively you only scored three points you know there's plenty of room for improvement way too many penalty yards like 140 yards in, in penalties that's just that's asinine but from a locker room standpoint, you know, from a confidence standpoint and just establishing team chemistry, you know, continuity as a group, those those games, they they add up, you know, those are the the type of games that just make a big difference over the course of a couple of years, you know, and really, I just I feel like those are the type of games that a, a mentally softer team finds a way to lose. And we've seen CSU lose so many of those types of games over the years. Anyways, we'll move on. I just wanted to lead with that, play some of that audio, talk about it, because I think it's it's big. I think it's huge. I genuinely think that this uh, this program is trending in the right direction from a culture standpoint. Yeah, there were some bumps along the road. They had to trim some fat, get some guys out of there. But, you know, we're getting there, and we're going to see some of these young guys start stepping up and making plays. So there's there's room for optimism, especially if the offensive line can continue to play better. So. Uh, let's let's get into all that. Actually, let's talk about some of the other things that that Norvell talked about today. Uh, I guess starting with the offensive line, it, it it was a much better performance. Clearly, what CSU was able to do in the run game, you know, averaging five point four yards a carry, Morrow at seven yards a carry, that's awesome. That's exactly what this team needs with young quarterbacks. When you have inexperienced wide receivers, it alleviates some pressure in the face here, quarterback and. And really, it just makes it easier on them all together. I mean, one of the things that was really frustrating early on in the season was the, the fact that, you know, defenses were able to get home without sending pressure. So they're only, you know, sending four guys. They're getting after the QB and then they're playing coverage in the back end. And that's just that's such a challenging spot to be in. You have to be able to take advantage in those advantageous scenarios or just when the passing game isn't working. And that was kind of the situation against Nevada. You know, they just were not throwing the ball very consistently. Uh, off of that, Clay Millen probably going to miss another week, still day-to-day. 
uh, dealing with that sprained AC joint. You know, we figured it'd probably be at least one game, if not two. Hopefully they get him back for Hawaii. Uh, we'll see as as far as which quarterbacks are going to play this weekend. Uh, Braden Fowler, Nicolosi got dinged up a little bit as well, took a hit late in that game. But I, I imagine if he can go, we'll still see some of him, but probably also going to see Giles Pooler. You know, the the fact of the matter is over the, the last two weeks, CSU has only allowed three total sacks. And Norvell, you know, really said that two of them were on the quarterback. So if, if the passing offense is still inconsistent and, and Braden's out there, it would not surprise me at all if they, you know, give Giles a shot, especially because, you know, largely the reason that he got surpassed on the depth chart was not due to anything that he was doing wrong. It was just the fact that Braden was more mobile and the offensive line was struggling in pass protection. The offensive line's done a lot better the last couple of weeks. It's not been perfect, but they've given the quarterback an opportunity. And I just, I feel like there were a lot of situations where Braden was, was kind of thrown off of his back foot. It's not shocking. Again, he's a true freshman. I'm not trying to be hypercritical here. I think he has a ton of arm talent. I think he has a ton of potential, and I like him a lot. But just clearly, you know, we need more than what we got out of the passing offense against Nevada. They've got an experienced secondary as well. You know, again, so not trying to be too hypercritical here, just trying to be honest. You just, you got to be able to move the ball through the air with this offense, or it's, it's not going to work. So whether it's Braden or Giles, or maybe we see some Jackson Stratton this weekend, Definitely need more than what we got out of the passing offense last week. Hopefully you can build off the run game. I mean, Avery Mora looking like shades of Capri Bibbs out there just running so hard. The unsportsmanlike conduct penalty he took was brutal. That was a huge momentum swing. And uh, that's, you know, again, another thing that Norvell talked about, both on the, the drive where he takes the unsportsmanlike and the fumble. I mean, they were really driving. Both of those instances were after he had popped off multiple you know, 10 plus yard runs. So if you score a couple touchdowns there, the game's over, you know, you win by multiple scores and Nevada's not even in it. There's a lot of things they still need to improve, especially on offense, you know, especially when it comes to execution and, and discipline, but just the effort and heart that they played with was so encouraging, especially on defense, man, because they were on the field a lot and just time after time after time, they stepped up. Field position was a big factor in this one. We've talked about that repeatedly. You know, they didn't constantly have to defend short fields all night, which is huge. The one time they did get the ball at midfield, they scored a touchdown. So again, you know, playing complimentary football is is big, but they did enough, man. They did enough. They get the pick six. Mukendi Wakalenji gets the scoop and score. I I think the running back was trying to lateral it. I've watched that like a hundred times and I'm still not a hundred percent sure that he did it or if he got like hit and it kind of makes it look like his arms going forward because he gets kind of hit from behind. So I don't know. It was a weird, I just kind of giving him the benefit of the, the doubt there, but it was a very weird play, but you know, CSU was able to take advantage. That's exactly what they've been needing to do, what they've been lacking, you know, really other than Jack Howell and, you know, Mo Kamara, CJ on and, in the trenches, they just they've needed some guys to step up, and Aiden Hector did in a big way in his first start at nickel. Norvell actually joked that he played way better in the game than he did in practice at nickel. So hopefully uh, he can continue to play well in the coming weeks, and that wasn't just kind of like a fluky showing or something like that. I don't think it is though, just based on his athleticism. I, I will say I think he's probably more of a true safety than a nickel back, and is kind of playing it just based on. Yeah, the state of CSU secondary, and they've had some injuries. You need Angel King at corner now. 
you know, Powell missed this one. Hopefully you get him back if you have him and Blackburn at safety. Slide King over to corner along with Chiggy and, you know, Greg Lede. That's a pretty solid combo. But after losing Panunzio, or excuse me, after losing Francis and Robert Floyd, they just, they don't have a ton of options at nickel. Hector was able to transition well. Going to need more of it. You just, you need more of the things you did well and less of the things that you did not well. How about that for some astute observations? Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate maybe, it's possible with our friends over at Game Time. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy over on the Game Time app. Whether it's Nuggets tickets, Avs tickets, Rams tickets, you are not going to find a better deal than you will with Game Time. It was created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love Game Time, and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. We'll preview or start to preview Utah State on the next pod. Uh, Just some final thoughts, just kind of based on some of the responses I got to my tweets and uh, to my column, which, you know, again, talked about how the win over Nevada gives room for hope, you know, moving forward. Yes, they beat a bad team. Yes, there's plenty of room for improvement. We just spent 10 minutes talking about a lot of all of it. This is how you make progress, though. And as a fan, like, if, if you're not encouraged by those moments where a team busts their ass and just grinds out, you know, like a gritty win. Like, what what do you want? (laughs) It's not going to be perfect, guys. And I don't know. I just feel like some people choose to be miserable all the time, pissed off after a loss, unimpressed after, you know, a, a gritty win and a hostile atmosphere with a team, you know, that's battling injuries and is really inexperienced and has had to play a bunch of different combinations in a variety of position groups. Man, if you can't enjoy that win over Nevada, I just I don't think you're going to enjoy much when it comes to Mountain West football. <laughs> and yes, the hope is for, you know, better execution. The, the hope is that in, in the next couple of years, we can really get this program rolling and, and back in contention, you know, be in the top 25, all that stuff. I'm not saying that this is the end game, but my expectations for CSU basketball last year were a little bit different than they were, you know, in year one under Nico Medved. And I just think some people think it's as simple as running a franchise on Madden. You just flip the switch, make a couple tweaks and boom, 13 and three. Creating a winning culture, though, it's it's a process and it's give and take. It's trial and error. You know, everything that worked at Nevada is not necessarily going to work here. And you kind of have to roll with the lumps. There's guys you thought you were going to be able to depend on and then you weren't able to depend on. That's that's all part of the process, but we're, we're rolling with those punches. And to me, at least, it seems like this team is, is genuinely coming together. And I think there's a lot of intriguing you know, pieces to build around. And when you look at how well that this staff is recruiting, you know, still one of the best classes in the, in the conference, that's really intriguing. They're going to have a ton of open scholarships between the the departing transfers and seniors that are going to be moving on. I mean, they're they're really going to have an opportunity to to add another influx of talent here. And there's already some really encouraging pieces. So 
just kind of going back to what Blackburn said, you know, you want guys that are rough and tough, but really you want guys that are all in. And that's the only way we're ever going to turn this around. That's what had to happen with CSU basketball. There were guys that were good at basketball, but they had to leave because they weren't all in. What was that rap land from the 90s? We don't want no half-steppers on our crew. That's where I'm at with this whole roster turnover situation. You know, again, wish everybody well. Certainly not rooting against any of the guys that have left. I enjoyed covering them while they were here, you know, for the most part. But I I want CSU football to succeed. I want the guys that are on scholarship especially to, you know, want to leave it all out on the field for CSU football. And I think you see that with some guys. You see it with how hard Henry Blackburn plays. You see it with the way that Jack Howell puts his body on the line every week. Tory Horton, you know, Mo, CJ. There's a lot of guys that are doing some great things right now. But that needs to be universal. It needs to be across the board. And again, that comes down to establishing a winning culture. And that's a process that takes time. We're in it. But we're seeing the right things. We're seeing this team improve. We're seeing them come together. And it's, it's going to produce results. Maybe not quite as fast as we'd like them to. But it will. They got the right staff. They've got some talent. Things are going to turn. They will. But it's a process. Alrighty, y'all. That is all I have for today. Much love to all of you for continuing to support my content. Make sure you keep up with all the written works over at thednvr.com. Now's a great time to become a member. You get a free shirt with your annual membership. Really looking forward to Saturday. Going to have tons of stuff, you know, previewing homecoming. It's always a good time looking like ticket sales are going to be good. I think less than 5,000 seats remaining. Be awesome to get a sellout. Probably not going to happen, but it would be cool to get close. We'll see. Homecoming. Proud to be, baby. All right. That's all I have. I'm rambling. (laughs) Peace. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice But water's the truth, so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV He's got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh, I'm gnarly like non